next to my name so I can sound like a car aka um damn it let me let me get a let me put a back button on you so I can um so I can give you some paddles I don't know bringing you yet another episode of switches sites in this particular uh instance episode 36 in my lighting because my lighting is just out of whack and chrome just crashed on me crashed on me right when I needed it right when I needed it right when I needed it what what are you what are you good for what are you good for let me try this again I'm sorry uh, my gate is not even, uh, my gate is just, <laughs> everything is just uh, out of, in, in disarray. Just immense disarray. Hold on. Uh, okay. So now, let me adjust that there. There we go. All right. Had a bad, uh, had a trip recovery, but we, re- we, uh, we recovered though. <laughs> Um, today's date is December 20th, 2019. Apologies for not sticking to my somewhat regular time. Uh, had to, had to catch that, uh, Rise of Skywalker, um, Star Wars movie, which I'll talk about towards the end of the podcast as promised. Not, not in a spoilery detail, just dance around a lot of stuff, but just to give a general, impression of the movie and all that good stuff there too so um it's probably what the last episode well no i plan to do at least one more episode before the new year at least um but it definitely is the pre-christmas episode so uh merry christmas ho 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 yuletide log eggnog and um what else let me suck. Let me suck the mistletoe. Nope, that's just nasty. You, you, you know what I mean. I hope. Please, please know what I mean. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. Since last episode, uh, I did go to the game awards. So that's probably the biggest, I guess, segment. Uh, at least we'll divulge or get into uh, with this one. Um, so at least to give you general impression of the game awards overall is pretty cool. Um, and I got some horrible ass seats though, after the fact, cause, uh, I got these seats and I thought like I was going to be right at the perfect spot. I'm not sure. They might've switched it up on me in terms of the seating. Cause I swore I had specifically selected some particular seats 
then they switched up on me or something like that. And uh, I feel a little slighted. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all, but that's besides the point. Well, actually, you know what? It is kind of on the point because that interfered with my experience live at the Game Awards, you know, paying uh, money to actually go there and experience, you know, the show and whatnot, supporting, you know, games and the celebration of gaming, which is the main point of the show, which obviously I get. But uh, so basically just to lay the land. So came there reasonably, well, I guess basically early um, uh, after work. And I went to where in particular I went to my seat assignment, at least last year when I got a ticket, I just sat wherever I wanted. I thought that's kind of what the basis of that, the what it actually was that you did not necessarily have to sit in your particular assigned seat, which is kind of is still, but you just got to be, I guess, smart about it or selective about it. I, I assume, um, cause that's ultimately what I did. <laughs> cause, uh, basically this year I sat where at least it said I was supposed to sit and then, um, I did and I'm like, man, this is actually horrible seating. Cause basically, uh, at least to kind of give you an idea of how, how the stage was at the game awards. It's basically uh, orchestra seating, at least that's their terminology for it. I'm pretty sure that's a standard uh, to some extent. So I went there and there's like basically three segments. There's uh, the middle segment, uh, which is basically, you know, facing directly to the stage and then uh, one on the left and one on the right. The one on the left has a big ass stage uh, kind of in between um, the seating the left side and then the main stage. So basically um, it gets in the way of basically anything you're trying to view uh, in terms of the, you know, the actual main show. Cause that's basically, well, they kind of used it in two senses. They used it mainly for the pre-show and then as well as the um, uh, some segments in the main show. So, uh, but overall it's just like, you can really can't see at all. So that kind of, in my opinion, especially somebody that paid tickets for the show, uh, defeated the whole purpose. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm just better off. I would have been better off just staying home in that case. But I, uh, made the executive decision to kind of change that, take it to my own hands. So I, uh, basically, you know, did the old shook and jive and, uh, got up. And, you know, I was like, oh, let me go to the bathroom real quick. Didn't really go to the bathroom. I came back in and then sat somewhere more preferable. <laughs> did at, did end up playing some musical chairs, actually, because I saw it, sat in one spot and then somebody else came. Um, I guess they had actually assigned the, the assigned seats I sat at. Uh, so then it was like three people that came behind me. I'm like, Oh, okay. Let me, let me shuffle a little bit. Just give y'all space and I'll sit next to you or whatever. Y'all want to sit together. What a fine, whatever. And then <laughs> they pulled kind of like an okie doke. Well, it's not really okie doke cause it probably was their seats. Um, and then like, I was like, well, Oh, I guess there's just no scene for me then. So <laughs> I just went up and, uh, sat in uh, the other seats ahead. So 
uh, after that, nobody else um, came. But, you know, they kind of had that fear like, oh, God, hopefully there's like nobody's huge or something. They're like, you know, what freaking like what Kanye <laughs> Kanye West comes in like, oh, I'm sorry, Kanye. I'm so sorry, man. I didn't mean it. Uh, you know, a fight break out. And, you know, I get my I OK, I wouldn't get my ass beat by Kanye. I'd beat Kanye's ass. OK, but I mean, if he had a bodyguard, which more than likely would be likely at that show, uh, I'd probably still beat beat that bodyguard's ass though. I ain't I ain't no bitch. I'm just letting you know that right now. Okay, I ain't gonna take I ain't gonna take shit for nobody. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting so defensive <laughs> over nothing, but um, yeah. So there was that, and then uh, um, outside of that, that 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 kind of uh tarnished my experience. Uh, going to the show at least in person um, but at least next time I'm going to try to you I may have picked those seats in particular I don't think I did though I really don't think I did I think they how at least I think it worked is that you because they you know I got an invite to select my seats and then pick the seats but I think they trumped or did maybe some executive decisions because like I mean at least how I saw it was like pretty much all the famous people or, you know, big people like, you know, Hideo Kojima, freaking Elon Musk was there. I didn't even, I didn't catch him or see him visibly from where I was at, but, um, that was actually pretty cool. Kojima was at one spot. Like he was like, what, like six, seven seats ahead of me. Technically, I was like, wow, it's cool. Like, this is Hideo Kojima, the god that made Metal Gear. Just, it was cool seeing a lot of those folks in person. But, uh, and uh, man, I, and it was so cool. I saw, uh, the what the grandfather of the PS4, uh, Mark Cerny, he was like right there just on his phone, you know, he was like waiting for something. I don't know, maybe waiting for, um, Jeff Keighley to give him that invite up or something. I don't know, but that was just so surreal to me. Just people you've, you've watched pretty closely, uh, even idolized to some extent, you know, roughly it's just kind of surreal. Just seeing them in person, I guess is you, you're kind it's kind of like, I guess to me, it's kind of like seeing famous people. It's like, I feel like this would be the same, I guess, feelings of how I would see like a famous person in, you know, in, in, in the flesh, so that was cool in general, but, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of just the, that, that, that experience, that's something I definitely would change if I were to go next year, which I more than likely probably am since it's just a cool celebration of video games overall, which I do appreciate and kind of being there in a live experience and stuff was pretty cool. So yeah, outside of that, I would just change uh, just sitting in the middle. I don't know if maybe they have that set up where it's just priority wise, all the bigger people sit in the middle. I don't, I don't think so, because I was able to get a free seat and stuff like that. Then they had like they had seat fillers. Uh, so I guess technically, if I wanted to be cheap or, you know, um, swing it how I wanted it, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, I think you can just um, like line up and then they'll just let you in for free, I believe. Um, I'm not sure how that works. It seemed like maybe they they were a part of an agency or something where, you know, um, I think it's somewhat known where basically uh, for, for, for the camera angles, because I mean, 
it definitely wasn't packed at all, obviously. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's common knowledge that there are seat fillers who try to who are placed in particular areas where the camera is, you know, shown to at least give the perception that the, the wards are fully packed and like, oh, man, everybody up in here. Oh, my goodness. Which it wasn't. It was it was reasonably um, occupied, but, you know, there was a reasonable amount of spaces in between and stuff like that. So at least from my personal, I guess, viewpoint and uh, oh, yeah, I guess viewpoint, really, that's pretty much. um, Yeah, at least the real world experience. And again, you know, didn't get that invite to that after party. It was uh. I was a little sad. I just uh just dragged my tail on home. I think uh I think they legitimately had it open to public and the main people last year, but I'm guessing because like Jesus, this 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 show like like crazily um hiked up in terms of popularity, I think, after last year, um in general, and I think in turn they um switch the party format which is obviously understandable i'm not gonna <laughs> no way i'm gonna throw a fit over oh no man it's, I, i'm entitled to be in this show more than everybody else or whatever like no i'm just i'm trash i am do i have it let me let me somebody oh he needs oh. some milk i did after i ain't gonna lie <laughs> oh shit uh where is good god where is it at I'm sorry. I'm just going. Do I even have it? The fuck? Nobody's safe. Damn. Hey, girl. Damn it. I don't even have it. I got to get that sound bite back. But basically, um, I was. Let me clear it. Let me do it right now. Basically, I was uh, trash trash yeah there we go there we go we doing it on the fly um so yeah so i mean uh outside of that pretty cool um i say as a as a general whole of the show um it was okay i mean i guess from an announcement standpoint which you know I don't think they're they they're trying to buff up to be well they did kind of promote it like that that like you know they're going to be 10 new game announcements and blah 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 um but at least the new the new announcements i guess that's kind of redundant the announcements or world premiere um didn't necessarily speak to me uh personally um, I know there are a lot of fans out there that uh, probably these awards I mean uh, announcements probably spoke more clearly too but for me uh they were okay uh, and then on top of that probably i'd have to see more of said games in action um but i guess that's the next thing we'll go over now in particular and try to recover all my damn my damn links ahead that are all gone now just wanted to wanted to disappear they just wanted to disappear on me I don't appreciate that at all <laughs> just right when I started uh, Google's like you know what no I'm good <laughs> just just straight crashed 
crashed like trash. That's gotta be a gotta be something. I don't know. So let me get my stuff back. I'm trying to recover. And I should have, if I was a good multitasker, I'd do this while I was talking, but uh, I ain't going to lie to y'all and say that I am because I'm not. I try though. I try. I try at least. The heart is there, but the, um, you know what? That That's it. The heart is there. That's all that, all that matters really. You know? So, um, yeah, so I guess the obvious big announcement that did come to play um, at the show was the release of the uh, the Xbox Series X, a.k.a. the Xbox X. Uh, people also calling it the Xbox, but, um, you know, because I said it first, I'm just going I'm just going to put that out there. I mean, I, I called it on the podcast before Xbox booty. I was joking, but they was like, you know what? We like that. And they didn't, well, they didn't actually, I mean, it's serious X, but <laughs> clearly Xbox sex, you know, I just, <laughs> uh, I, part of me feels like they kind of wanted to do that. Just, to, just, to, uh, just, uh, I don't know. I could, I can't even tell you anymore now. Well, I mean, I guess let's focus on a name in particular. Or actually, no, let's let's back it up uh, in terms of the video. So the video, uh, at least initially, um, it looked like it was for a new game. It seemed like it was for I was thinking roughly maybe something Bioshock, at least the announcer that was speaking um, as everything was going. But then, you know, you saw the race car. I'm like, well, that's clearly not Bioshock. And then FIFA and then they showed Halo uh, Master. I'm like, oh, Oh, this is the, this is the new act. Oh my God, they did it here! Wow, I don't think anybody saw that coming. So, um, and what was interesting, I heard was that Phil Spencer he was a uh, uh he came on a stage, and I guess he he did a a fake a fake announcement of I think what did he say? He was talking about I think he just did a fake sp- spiel for an award or something like that knowing that he was going to announce the Xbox, the, the next Xbox uh, there at the show, which is that I just think stuff like that is pretty cool. Just that like, you know, not even like in rehearsals, was it like, you know, about to be revealed? Well, you know, now with our with our society and our social media nowadays, uh, stuff can spread fast. So I don't blame him for, uh, you know, keeping the uh, cards close to his chest uh, for lack of a better term. So, um, but yeah, in terms of the, in terms of the, the announcement, they showed the form factor. It looks pretty close to a PC tower, if anything, but it feels very distinct, um, which I think is definitely going to work in Xbox favor. Um, since we obviously don't know what the PS five looks like yet. Um, but uh, I like it. I do like it. I like how it looks. Um, it looks just very unique, which, you know, I think that's definitely, I guess the thing that you don't really think about that actually does matter a lot in terms of how the console looks. Well, I guess, yeah, ultimately, because, you know, the Xbox one wasn't the most, uh, the original Xbox one wasn't the most, I guess, pleasurable to look at. Um, you know, unless you, 
add an affliction to you know old VCRs, which <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty valid. Yeah, it did look like a VCR, but boy, I, I still love that thing. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, bias be damned, but yeah, it uh it looks very just clean. I don't know how to really describe it. It's very just 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 distinct. I don't know. Um, at least in terms of the form factor, they said you can put it vertical as well as horizontal too. So, um, that was my biggest concern because in terms of just the setup, uh, at home, I don't see it really fitting anywhere otherwise, uh, vertically because it's just, it's form factor. doesn't really, uh, you know, uh, cater itself to, um, I guess that setup, I don't think a lot of places have a lot of vertical space without getting in the way of something. So, uh, my initial plan, yeah, is to, uh, mount it or, uh, have it horizontal, but, um, we'll see. My concern is this, that it's weird because it's like it, it, it obviously is suggested to be vertical. Um, at least going by the uh, marketing um, because the ventilation is up on the top. Um, it, I believe, yeah, they described that the ventilation, it exhausts everything up at the top. Um, so I'm not necessarily sure how, uh, how that would, um, yeah, I guess the, yeah, they say it's horizontal and I was, you know, uh, sleuthing through the forums, you know, getting research on it and that apparently Phil Spencer himself, who, you know, he bragged, uh, like we talked about a couple episodes ago that he had it, um, already hooked up at his home. So <laughs> horizontally. So, I mean, <laughs> I made <a> joke, <laughs> made the joke in a thread and then I guess I, I didn't, it didn't, wasn't even intended that way, but now it makes sense. It's like, I was like, if, if Phil Spencer is going horizontal, then I'm going horizontal as well. Okay. I don't care. Damn it. I don't care, Phil. So, um, now that I think about it, how I have my stuff set up, um, it would cater towards, um, my, yeah, my biggest concern making it horizontal was that the exhaust ventilation, uh, would be blocked, but considering how I have my Xbox already on the one side, I just set on the side and then the exhaust, which is open on the left side, which is where it would be exposed would be fine. So, uh, at least in terms of the length, it seems to be just about the same length as the Xbox one X. Um, uh, in terms of, I guess, width, length, width, I always get that messed up, but you know what I mean? So I guess depth, uh, it seems to be smaller, much shorter than the Xbox one X, but, um, kind of the trade off is that it's much higher in terms of from that aspect. So I think it still will ultimately fit. Cause I think it's about the same, the height of a Nintendo switch docked which is a good reference point, um, which, you know, uh, doing the research it, it's good to have that kind of perspective, you know, cause obviously you want to deal with as much hassle as possible before getting this out. Um, but yeah, I like it. Uh, the controller, they added a, uh, 
share a dedicated share button now. So now you don't have to, you know, hit the Xbox button and hit uh, X to share, record gameplay, whatever. So that's a pretty welcome addition. The D pad is actually um, kind of similar to the Xbox One Elite controllers. So it's like a transforming D pad, which you can, I'm assuming you can possibly switch. It looks like it's kind of even a hybrid of the current disc disc pad as well as the um, kind of the new transforming D pads that came on the late Xbox 360 controllers or whatever. So it seems to be a nice blend. They didn't change too much outside of that, which is understandable because it's that that, that controller is damn near perfect, actually. Um, you know from that standpoint anyway so I don't know I guess uh, maybe people assume that it's drastically change or will drastically change or be every generation has to be drastically drastically different but I'm all for the if it ain't broke don't fix it uh, complex which I think applies pretty well to the Xbox One controller you know so um, then they also showed the game a uh, one game um, Hellblade 2 uh, Senua Saga, uh, that that trail was kind of dope. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, just the just the animations of her face, uh, the one girl, and then it, just, it I got the vibe of a uh, what like a old school MTV video. Like I was just waiting while the trailer was going. Like I was just waiting to hear it, see the white lettering on the left <laughs> lower left corner. Uh, you know, showing <laughs> the artist. And uh, the song and album came from uh, Motown Records. So I don't know uh, that <laughs> that uh, that that trailer was pretty entertaining and a pretty great representation of what to expect on the Xbox Series X. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, just very surprised. I did not see this announcement coming. I was very stunned. I was like, "Oh, okay. I didn't. Oh, we announcing we announcing consoles today, are we? Okay." And man, the way uh, uh Jeff hyped it up, I was like, oh, oh, what, what, what are we in for? What are we in for right now? I don't know, but I'm, I'm invested. And sure enough, I delivered. And I think very, very bold of uh, of Jeff. I'm assuming he ultimately had to say so. Maybe not. Um, in terms of you know starting off with this announcement, essentially. I mean, it was a little bit after pre-show and then pretty much before the whole thing started, I think, yeah, they just went off the gate with this. And I was like, wow, I guess probably makes sense since most people probably tune out towards the end of the show anyway. So uh, and then kind of thinking about the dynamics of that really is like they uh, I forgot the numbers after the fact, but like. Uh, uh, insane amount of people were watching the show. So, I mean, that's potentially all these people watching the announcement of this new brand, this brand new console. So that's uh, actually a pretty smart move on, on uh, Microsoft's part for that sp- particular aspect, uh, considering, you know, their placement in terms of the console race this generation. So uh, Phil Spencer making a moves, man. I got to Gotta get, gotta give credit where credit's due, um, and I think we've already talked about the specs uh, in a couple past episodes. Uh, it's gonna be beefy. That's pretty much what you need to know. It's gonna be capable of 4K at 60 FPS, uh, potentially up to 120 FPS, which you can do. I think with HDMI 2.1, which is the new standard. 
So, um, everything is lined up to be, um, pretty great. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less from Xbox. I'm just, I'm just saying, um, yeah. So I think that's all I really wanted to cover regarding Xbox series X. Make sure I didn't forget anything. Um, yeah, overall, I just, I like it. Um, I thoroughly, I like the design and that's the biggest part. Cause if it, if it looked fugly, <laughs> straight ugly, yeah, it'd be a uh, pretty hard, but I, I can't even say that. Cause technically the Xbox, the original Xbox one was ugly roughly, but I mean, I like the design of it. It was like, oh, this is a console. I mean, you do barely see it. You probably just going to see it just a little dark, it's all darkness and then just a white circle with an X on it. And that's it. You know, <sighs> I don't know. Uh, overall looks great. I'm very satisfied with it. Uh, this next gen baby. Uh, but yeah, going back to the name, uh, the series X definitely implies that, uh, it's definitely going to be a, a, a line of these like a lesser, lesser model. And this is probably the top, the top model. Uh, and who knows, they might try to go with the, you know, kind of the iform iform <laughs> iphone kind of conventions where you know it's very uh semi ambiguous that you know it is the iphone 9 but it is still an iphone and will still be supported to a particular i guess you know threshold or whatever so seems like that, uh, that that's what xbox is doing um i know not a lot of people were talking about the possible confusion because you know you have the xbox one x and now you got the xbox series x well which one do i get i don't know um so um a lot of people are thinking it's like the wii u all, all over again which i i disagree i do see there will be some potential confusion for you know the average joe dad that isn't into you know x or you know gaming or up on the hip <laughs> up on the hip on uh late the latest gaming news or whatever um yeah they could be they'll probably be confused but i mean i mean mostly they they would i guess in my head i'm just playing in my head like let's say you know dale from you know accounting <laughs> wants to get his son jimmy uh the next the new xbox next next holiday uh obviously i mean he's gonna probably go to gamestop i would assume most people mm, i guess that's objective but let's say hypothetically gamestop or best buy um i can't think of anything else but i mean i would assume it'd be one of those two they're probably going to ask like, uh, yeah, what do I get? Um, I want to get my son, uh, the new Xbox. Do you know what it is? Oh yeah. Yeah. You are uh, the Xbox series X. That's the latest one. Um, that's it. I don't, yeah, I don't, I guess I don't see the potential confusion other than name, but I don't know. I feel like that's up to the kid as well to tell them, Hey dad, I want the Xbox series X. No, not the Xbox one X. Okay. That's old. I want the Xbox series X. Who knows? I don't, I, I mean, I, I, I see it. I see the potential, but I don't see that fully happening though. I think people will be, will be able to differentiate uh, the difference, especially the form factor of the console is the biggest thing. And then with the Wii U, you had the, like, you had the difference due to the, like, um, just the, 
you had it, it just was very ambiguous and vague in terms of the naming convention it didn't the wii u just seemed to very much implicate a add-on to the existing wii uh, especially considering the um tablet um i think a lot of people easily um by the you know the the advertising all that easily just assume that it was just an add-on that you add to your existing wii and then you know automatically were turned off by that or you know just never looked that further into it because of that um and then the form factor of the console itself looked like just a beef beefier we uh in that sense as well so i mean i think that alongside the naming convention kind of had that going against it but with xbox series x at least from what i'm seeing initially you have a very distinct uh, form factor compared to you know the Xbox One X, so that off the bat you'll you know you'll automatically kind of be able to decipher like okay this is totally different from each other so there's what's what's the difference I think that in of itself will kind of help in terms of trying to identify you know which consoles which in that sense so um yeah overall. Yeah, definitely. I like it. I like it. It's bold. It's brave. I respect it. Um, I'm looking forward to get more information. Uh, We'll probably find out at E3. Uh, I don't see them doing any other event outside of that since we um, pretty much just got the form factor, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that was the biggest thing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we're going to hear any any more about it until E3 of next year so ah yeah yeah man we're, we're the reality is setting in we're we're we're, we're on the the cusp <laughs> the wake of a brand new console this is crazy 2013 when the previous ones came out that's just surreal to me i don't know why but it is um, so I'm not going to try to cover all of the announcements, um, at the game awards. I'm just going to pick out the few that stood out to me, which is really only one. Um, no, there were, I guess there were a couple other ones, but probably the biggest one for me as well was no more heroes three. Ah, so good to see that damn trailer. Well, obviously it was a fake out. Cause at first they showed, it seemed like some different game, uh, some damn superhero. I want to say. Uh, where it was like making up to be just some original game and seemed very weird and kooky after the fact. Uh, but then like right before, you know, we, we like kind of settled anything. It was like, no, uh, no more heroes three, bitch. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Oh, 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 I'm invested. Uh, so yeah, very much so. So it seems like they're making up the guy who's shown in the trailer and everything. Um, he's going to be, uh, presumably the main, I guess, and antagonist protagonist. And I think protagonist protagonist. Yeah. I think the protagonist, I always get that mixed up. I hate it. Um, protagonist in this, um, this game, which I'm excited, very looking forward to. So um yeah they showed like some brief gameplay in there very very brief but from what i saw i I like it i like it a lot and especially you know um doing it on the switch 
Um, I'm very curious. That that's probably the biggest thing I'm curious about. If they're going to bring back the traditional controls on the Switch, then there's the, you know, possibility um, or if we'll ever get the ports of the one and two, because I sure as hell play those again if uh, those ever get ported on the Switch before this uh, comes out or, you know, after. Obviously, since I played them, I streamed them both last, early last summer, I want to say, around that time frame. So, um, yeah, so uh, looking forward to that. Uh, let me go off the top of my head. Um, some of the trailers that came or shown. Uh, wow, they did show Final Fantasy. I do not remember that. I think I... I think I was at I was at the horrible swap uh seat where I couldn't see shit anyway. So I was just caught up in trying to uh get a better seat or a vantage point to watch everything take place. So um I don't I guess it was maybe a little new. Um oh I think the biggest thing we did get from that is that they did reveal the exclusivity window for PS4. So it's gonna be about a year year long, so it's pretty much implied that after that it's going to come out on all other platforms like uh, PC and uh, Xbox one, um, presumably. So interesting. It's fair. Totally fine with it. Uh, there was Godfall. I guess this is going to be, this was the only PS five game that was actually shown at the, the game awards, or I think technically the first PlayStation five game, um, right after the whole trailer was said and done, they just said, PlayStation five. Like, oh, oh shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. What is happening? It looked okay. I'd have to see more, um, in action. Um, it was just a lot of suggestive trailer, um, suggestive suggestions of what the gameplay is going to be like. I think they said it's going to be a looter slasher. Uh, that doesn't really sound that great on paper, but who knows? Maybe it might be a, a sleeper hit um there i guess a quick side note uh with gearbox you know randy pitchford you know the guy everybody loves uh man he was he was coming at phil spencer he was like hey uh man he was talking some trash about uh i guess it was a digital foundry video uh, regarding xbox one x um and then you know phil uh, shared it and, you know, talked about, you know, great analysis with Digital Foundry about, you know, their vision and what they're going to do. And then Randy was like, <laughs> I'm totally paraphrasing, like, I don't know, man, uh, uh, man, this ain't really that powerful or whatever. Uh, just the, the direction I'm not really down for it. So, um, yeah, it's OK, though. I was like, wow, that's just douche. It's just a douche move, really. Just just roll you up because you because you a douche <laughs> roll you up make you make me a douchey roll because you <laughs> roll you up as a douchey roll that's that's what i need to do um so yeah so i mean ah all that even that animosity added really has kind of made me less inclined to get get this damn game if I ever were to even consider it because I don't even know at this point but look cool um yeah I'd have to see more of it in action um gears tactics uh that seems cool uh this one guy he looks just like JD but just with like 
with like a uh, rogue hair. Got the little, got a little gray strip going. Got the little, got that little taste of silverback action. I don't know, but um, it's fine. I do like me some strategy games. I don't play them as often as I used to, but I mean, it's gears and that's that's that 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 got my foot in the door at least. So I mean. <laughs> I might I'd give it a shot. Uh, it's going to be on Game Pass too. I believe they I mean, I guess it's pretty apparent anyway since it is a Xbox exclusive. I think it's coming oh, April 28th actually. Okay. Thought it was coming sooner than that, but uh they showed Maneater was I guess this like arcadey Tony Hawk meets Jaws type game. I think it was like it seemed very akin to the one Jaws game that came out uh, way back. I think the PS2, Xbox, OG Xbox era, uh, Jaws Unleashed. So it seems like an extension of that somehow where you can like customize your shark and it seemed kind of cool. I I wouldn't initially probably play it, but at some point I'll probably at least try it out. Then uh, they showed the trailer for Control, the Control expansion, which it just seems to be a just a like horde kind of hordish mode or a uh I don't even know how to describe it. It was like a uh, yeah, essentially it seemed like a horde mode. I think I'm pretty sure it's more than that, but at least that's initially what I saw. It's like some wave defense type mode where you're taking on waves of enemies. It, that's what it felt like at least. Uh, at least going by the trailer, I think. So then there was this this is probably this is pretty interesting in terms of it was a uh, PUBG player unknown's next game uh, is called prologue. So all you got was just like a trailer uh, showing this very pretty beautiful floor uh, forest. But outside of that, I mean, there wasn't really much to, I guess, get from it. But then it just said prologue and I was like, oh, OK, um, sure. So at least from what you got from trailers, like first person, first person <laughs> first person first person uh yeah and and you're in a forest and i guess apparently it's gonna feature stress <laughs> and that's trademarked i'm like okay you can you can you can trademark stress the word stress apparently that's interesting <sighs> i digress um it looked really good though i'm very curious to what it actually is though I mean, I doubt it's going to be just a PUBG clone with just PUBG in a forest. Or maybe that's like hidden under our, our, our noses. Maybe it's like a secret update to PUBG or like a substantial update to PUBG. Because I don't even know if PUBG actually is like out, out of beta. I think that game is still technically in beta all this time kind of like Fortnite, where it's, I think, technically out of beta now, and it's like what caught on in an unfinished state, technically. So I don't even know now. Then uh, this is pretty big. It was kind of, it was leaked before it did come out, though, which is unfortunate, but the Wolf Among Us 2 uh, definitely very curious to see how this is going to play out. Uh, I guess one thing to keep in mind is that this isn't the same telltale that, you know, made the original, obviously because of the unfortunate huge layoffs that uh, took place with uh, whoever the head of the original telltale uh, didn't know how to manage the money and uh, just, 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 just F the whole company and, 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 uh, 
kind of response ultimately. So, uh, is um, I'm I'm mildly enthusiastic or cautiously optimistic really about this because uh, I love love the uh, Wolf Among Us the first one, but it's like now that it's a whole different team, it's gonna be weird see if they're capable that's the biggest question if if this will actually deliver um as a legitimate sequel uh but i know they are basically starting from the ground up with a new uh engine which you know uh admittedly the the previous engine uh you know with the telltale games were pretty starting to show their age pretty quickly getting pretty ancient uh you know with some bugs and stuff like that so it's going to be interesting to see how this is going to play out and then, you know, how they're going to handle choices you made in the first one, how that's going to reflect. I'm guessing since they probably don't want to directly correlate saves, you'll probably maybe just get a quick questionnaire. Hey, did you make this, this decision? Yada, yada, yada. I would assume it would be even cooler if they managed to get, get previous saves you had working somehow. But then like, I think I only, I played it on 360 which is that just seems like it just be more complicated, even though they let you upload it to the cloud as well. Uh, who knows? They it, it might still be possible to make it as uh, easy as possible in that that respect. But I mean, they let you do it with with the 360, like the previous Walking Dead episode. They let you upload um, for episode three. Um, so I don't think anything's off the table in that regard. Um, this was interesting. Uh, Elder Scrolls, they're actually the next update is going to go to Skyrim. That's pretty cool. Um, kind of gets me interested a little bit to maybe give that a try whenever that comes out. Cause I've never really dabbled in Elder Scrolls online, but that just may possibly do so. Uh, then this, this is probably that one of the coolest, maybe I could call it right now. Probably going to be like, a, um, uh, straight up, uh, hidden underrated gem, uh, Naraka blade point. That trailer looked freaking sick. It looked like a, it's a multiplayer action, uh, melee action game, which I mean, that already got me, got me sold in, got me hooked already. Um, but from what I saw in the gameplay, it looks pretty good. Um, you can block and parry all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, that's interesting at least some details I'm seeing now that there are block and parry systems, but there, but there's no actual block or parry buttons. So I'm very curious how that plays out. Um, but multiplayer melee action game. That's all I need. That's all I need to jump in. So I'm definitely keeping that game on my radar though. I liked what I saw from the, uh, from the trailer. Ah, it just seems like every game nowadays reminds me of a iron Phoenix, uh, I, I probably keep talking about that for the um, the original Xbox, which just the concept was so damn cool. Like you have all these characters and you can uh, get various random weapons and each weapon would change your moveset uh, based on the weapon you got. And, uh, you know, you can run on walls like it just felt like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but like playable, which I thought was pretty cool. So I think <laughs> I'm like uh, vicariously, um, living that dream of that game through, through these games in a sense, I think, I don't know, uh, would be cool.
but who knows maybe that game i think i actually saw hints of that too like uh, in terms of traversal like here but a run of walls and do a lot of stuff that makes me curious if maybe the people who did used to work on um iron phoenix maybe maybe uh somehow got involved with this game to some extent i'm not sure if that was made by xbox game studios though or something because i'm pretty sure it was exclusive to the xbox console so i don't know uh nine to five this was pretty cool it's like it started off like a satire of like oh we're some bunnies and we're gonna shoot people but then it was like uh i never played a game in a million years it seemed like it was a it was a shot to fortnite i guess considering you know they're very colorful the colorful like i guess um like palette in terms of just the general game itself um and you know the various characters i'm pretty sure there's a bunny in there everywhere um but it's uh, apparently going to be a tactical shooter 3v3 uh three round vote uh format with uh shifting objectives so there is an alpha which reminds me i do need to need to look into that that uh that's my interest tactical shooter I do like me I do like me my tactical shooters um oh yeah apex legends has an event boy that was an awkward that was an awkward moment I had to show it was like all right so for those that don't know uh jeff keely it was a segment in the show where he basically uh pretty apparent obviously was t- uh talking with the character uh mirage who's you know very i guess brash and arrogant and cocky and uh it was just awkward uh just uh hey mirage what do you what do you what, what do you got what do you got to say well well jeff i want you to sh- uh well we got <laughs> we got a, a hollow day bash so um everybody should download apex legend today you know just do it right now we got like a mode with a nutcracker we got we got uh the 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 dude with the injections leg he uh he looked like a reindeer now it's gonna be great it's gonna be great just get it just get it downloaded right now like (laughs) okay (laughs) all right thanks thanks mirage appreciate it and just yeah he he definitely he had the timing down he made it look somewhat natural but uh it just just ox sauce just ox sauce i just it was just ox sauce all over the damn audience because boy i just i just felt the awkwardness just i think everybody just collectively in the audience just felt this wave of awkwardness (laughs) during the show but uh i mean hey gotta do what you gotta do i I respect it jeff i mean there was some reason you did that so i mean i can't i can't knock you for it uh then there were sons of the forest uh it was just this lady humping a rock so i mean hey i mean you you got ladies humping rocks that's that's all i need so you know what i'm I'm invested (laughs) i was like uh, i saw the lady she was walking i'm like is she gonna hump the rock though and then she did i was like oh okay all right that's all i needed i'm good i'm good all right game of the year pre-ordering right now <laughs> right after that pre-orders start now i'm like all right okay uh so apparently this is from a diff from a previous game sons of the forest i guess it's a sequel to i think a game i'm assuming on steam or something like that but i never heard of it um but yeah sequel to 
like oh it's apparently a survival game the forest and then this is sons of the forest so apparently it's a sequel to that but uh i mean got my attention with the lady humping a rock so i mean that's all i need just just uh let's 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 do better in 2020 let's get more ladies humping rocks that's what we need that's what we need that's what we've been missing we need more of it right now that's all i'm i'm, I'm just going to leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> one of the people who made this trailer it's like you know what is missing uh, uh, I mean uh, it seems like everything is solid but you know what uh, I mean we need to have her have her just hump a rock that's what we just need this is not working otherwise like <laughs> everybody in the meeting like yeah he's got a point He's he's got a point Jim yeah uh, <laughs> I hate it. I hate this already. <laughs> um, so those are pretty much all the announcements that stood out to me. Obviously, there are a lot of other ones, but none of those really caught my attention. Those are at least the ones that stood out to me in some way, shape or form. So. Uh, so let's um, kind of hop over some of the uh, winners of the the game awards. I think I'm just going to touch on a few. Um yeah, because wow, there are actually a lot. Uh, I can maybe run through some of them. Uh, best VR AR game, Beat Saber. I think that was a um, pretty safe bet. Uh, I think I guessed that. Uh, best strategy game, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, I haven't played that yet, but definitely on my list. Um, I would have picked that. I think I did pick it out of uh, spite. <laughs> maybe not spite, but you know. Like if I were to play a game, this probably would be the one I play anyway. Uh, best best sports racing game. I thought, I think I voted for Crash, but I thought um, FIFA might have took it or something. And wow, I am very surprised. <laughs> I think everybody just. I think a lot of the people um, voting just aren't fans of sports games in general, really. So uh, I'm all for it. Crash Team Racing. Uh, best score music. Uh, Death Stranding. Uh, yeah I mean it was just like one particular soundtrack or artist but sure I don't know it felt a little weird I mean you know my 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 pick was Devil May Cry 5 I mean pull my devil trigger like that was that was great that was great I give it uh even Cadence of Hyrule since obviously that that whole game is based around music and rhythm um so but Death Stranding, sure, why not? Um, role playing game, Disco Elysium. I think I know I was definitely rooting for Iceborne, which is unfortunate, but I think Disco Elysium. I know everybody rants and raves about that, so um, I've yet to yet to play it, but uh, definitely gonna put on my list. Uh, performance, Mads Mickelson, uh, for Death Stranding. Uh, I think yeah, I voted for him before this that's who i predicted will probably win as well so good on mads that yeah that performance was pretty great that i recall ongoing game fortnite uh uh i definitely wish apex got it but admittedly it doesn't update as often as fortnite so i mean uh, and then uh, i mean even tom uh, rainbow six uh tom clancy's rainbow six siege i think even that had a huge 
huge just continuation of content and uh kind of support which i think of all these i probably would have picked that maybe even destiny 2 but i can't even vouch for destiny 2 because i haven't even played that um narrative best narrative disco elysium i think i voted for uh control either control or death stranding i think um multiplayer game apex legends uh i personally i think i voted for modern warfare but apex legends uh definitely right behind it so um not necessarily surprised for that uh mobile game call of duty mobile actually surprised this one but i definitely voted for it because i was like this is a legit mobile game not like in the the worst sense but in the best sense that like it was like the greatest hits of call of duty uh maps um i think even heroes as well as uh you know guns included which is boy and then they added controller support recently too on top of that i'm like wow this is this is great so i'm actually happy that did win because i think it did deserve it i have i guess i can't speak for the other other games on the list but uh best indie game indie independent game aka indie game uh disco elysium um sure uh i guess i can't i don't even think i played any of these but I know Outer Wilds was on my list, but I have yet to fix that. Uh, games for Impact Greece. Um, I wasn't really sure what this game, what this this award meant. I guess games that uh, talks about real world issues to some extent. That's the least impression I got, at least from the title alone. I know they described it during the voting process. Uh, best game direction, uh, Death Stranding. I don't think I'm surprised there. I think I, it was either Resident Evil 2 or Death Strand. And I think ultimately Death Strand and for game direction, I did pick. Cause I mean, I mean, say what you will about the game, uh, include myself, which I'm not the biggest fan of the game. I guess after the fact, um, I'm did, I, I am glad I, I did play it and, and beat it. But, um, the the game direction was respectable in terms of trying to do something totally completely different than what you know he's known for in terms of the games he's made already um and trying to you know gamify essentially delivering packages that's i think that deserves a lot of respect in terms of just the direction and vision he had and ultimately did uh, succeed in terms of you know um actually portraying that vision he set out to make for this game and considering a very low uh time turnaround time in terms of you know (laughs) getting kicked from uh from konami making his own studio trying to find a uh engine to work with finding said engine learning the ins and outs of the engine and ultimately making a game in like what under four years basically that's pretty credible considering you know the stigma kojima has had with you know how long he takes to make uh make games and stuff like that so i think that in all in all of what that entailed i think he does definitely deserve uh winning uh best game direction at least so uh don't have any what is this fresh indie game so how is this different uh, sponsored by uh, subway eat fresh uh, disco elysium one that i think this was in the pre-show so i don't remember them having a certain time dedicated here i know a lot of these they did uh uh jump out uh best fighting game super smash bros ultimate 
deserved. Um, I maybe would have said Mortal Kombat 11, but I don't know, just from a lot of like, cause it had a great story and all that, but, uh, uh, yeah, definitely smash brothers open, I think. And then cause it didn't get a chance to, um, you know, be in the running or nominated because it missed the cutoff last year. Uh, but yeah, just the immense support, just the <laughs> Sakurai killing himself to get all these characters out in DLC. Uh, definitely. I think it definitely deserves it. Um, somebody, uh, somebody, whoever put Jump Force in here need to get smacked, though. I mean, who liked that game? I'm just saying. I I mean, let me let me get let me get off it. Uh, best family game, a.k.a. best Nintendo game, because literally every game on here is a, a Nintendo uh, published game and exclusive actually Nintendo exclusive um, Luigi's Mansion 3 uh, I I think I voted for Mario Maker 2 um, but I've yet to play Luigi's Mansion 3 so I guess I can't even say that uh, I'm skipping all this esports stuff because I don't even know any of the any of these people uh, uh. I mean, I, I love esports. I mean, in terms of, you know, spectating, but just knowing the people and stuff. Uh, okay. Um, community support. That's a pretty good one. Uh, Destiny 2. So they did win that, which I respect. I mean, you know, especially getting out the cusp. I don't know why I was saying cusp. Out of the grasp of uh, of Activision uh, to actually keep the IP. That's, that's pretty great. And then on top of that, basically essentially going free to play that's pretty respectable you know overall so big creds to um destiny for that audio design uh call of duty modern warfare uh, that's what i voted for i think i've had resident evil 2 right behind that because jesus freaking mr x man oh especially man if you play this game in dolby atmos uh, it is great. So like, you know, you're on a wall, what, like the first floor you hear Mr. X stomping <laughs> above on the second floor. That is, it is crazy. It is crazy accurate. And it, is, it just adds even more to the experience. And, ugh, I don't even want to think about Resident Evil three. Ugh. 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 But yeah, no, I think Call of Duty definitely deserves it. Uh, just every gun feels good. The gunplay in general feels great. So yeah, Call of Duty definitely deserves that. Art direction control. Uh, yeah, I think I, I want to say I voted Death Stranding. Maybe control. I might have maybe voted control. But uh, yeah, I definitely liked environments and, and feel and vibe of control um, overall. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, action adventure game, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I thought, well, no, I guess Devil May Cry was in a different one, but definitely voted for Resident Evil 2 here. Sekiro was great. I beat it. It was a great experience, but it didn't really, compared to all the other Bloodborne games or Blood Souls, whatever you want to call it, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't the best out of that bunch, but I had a great time with it in terms of the same ebbs and flows as, you know, traditional Dark Souls games. Uh, action game, Devil May Cry 5 won that, which is well deserved because that game is great, excellent in all shapes, facets, and sizes. That game is great. It is great. It is great. I think it's technically, um, well, I'm not going to spoil it. I plan to do, um, 
uh, game of the year discussion. I think our next episode, since it's probably going to be a pretty slow news week in, in general and game of the year, Sekiro shadows that twice. This surprise that I think a hell out of everybody. Cause, uh, I know it's not at my top. It's up there though. Not at my top top, but it's uh, definitely in my top top 10 of the year. Um, definitely I was rooting for Resident Evil 2. It's unfortunate they didn't win it. I guess maybe I'm pretty sure the argument uh, argument a lot of people had was that, you know, uh, it's a remake of a game that already exists. So, you know, maybe that probably has something against it or going against it. But I don't know. I'd, I'd have to disagree in this aspect. They reimagine a game and then there's the weird, you know, fight, not even fight, but a potential issue that, you know, it, it could be horrible or just tarnish uh, what the original set out or, you know, created. So that's always a hard balance. And then, you know, versus what do we want to revamp versus what do we want to not revamp and stuff like that. I, I personally think uh, out of this bunch, Resident Evil 2 should have won, but totally understand. Um, I think uh, I see why it did. Uh, I mean, I totally understand. I did have a great, have a great time with it, but uh, yeah. So those were all the winners of the game awards. So uh, I will say at least from the show as a whole, um, I think the pacing was great. Uh, but yeah, just the just the announcements just didn't really hit me. I uh, like uh, like I uh, like last year at least like a lot of big shockers. I mean, obviously the Series X was great, but I don't know. Maybe if they ended with the Series X, maybe would have had more impact. I don't know. Hard to say, but just the pacing of the show was great. Um, in terms of general, you know, awards and all that was great. But yeah, just the. Uh, general announcements I didn't really like that much but you know that's just me so overall definitely looking forward to 2020 boy it's gonna be great we gonna have what Final Fantasy 7 Resident Evil 3 all them duking it out Blast of Us part 2 Ugh, it's gonna be it's gonna be nasty it's gonna be nasty people gonna be fighting fight's gonna break out I'm gonna throw a chair just randomly just to start something for no reason <laughs> like the boondocks um no no it's gonna be great it's gonna be great it's gonna be good um moving on oh real quick uh I mean admittedly uh obviously uh I don't even think <laughs> shouldn't deserve attention really but towards the end of the show uh they had what vin diesel and uh michelle rodriguez uh you know present announced game of the year and then you know before they did that they uh, they announced uh well okay before that um i mean everybody knows it but uh i, I don't know what what michelle been drinking but um why, why she announced tech hand like that why she announced it Tekken? Uh when it's Tekken. Tekken. Okay, I mean I, I'm pretty sure that irritated everybody who remotely even knows above Tekken, but that's that's besides the point. In terms of the main general gist, they announced uh a fast and furious game, which is actually surprising they haven't made a game uh with this nine movies after. Um so it makes sense, but boy that kind of looks rough uh at least in terms of just from a graphical standpoint and doesn't look the best 
Um, but who knows? Maybe the gameplay would be really good. Maybe it'd be a sleeper hit. But uh, from what we saw, don't look that great. But it looks like there were some original characters. I mean, given I've, I've not even seen a Fast and Furious movie. And I just <laughs> I probably only know Fast and Furious out of osmosis and memes. <laughs> but um yeah, that that wasn't a wasn't the best note to end on with a Fast and Furious trailer. Um in my opinion, it wasn't it didn't didn't really have a strong showing. But who knows? That might <laughs> what if that be, be becomes the game of the year? <laughs> Beats every single game. Like I can't believe Fast and Furious beat Final Fantasy 7, Resident Evil 3 Remake, and The Last of Us Part 2. I don't get it. This game is just so good. It's just so good. The gameplay is impeccable. The pacing is excellent. I just can't, I can't get it. I just, oh, it's so great. Boy, I would, wow, I'd be, uh, I'd be dumbfounded if that were to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but... I mean, I guess I I I don't even want to I don't even want to say I predicted that because I don't even want to wish that because it's like no no either way <laughs> um very weird uh, announcement came out this week was that uh uh there is gonna be a dual shock for a uh, back button attachment uh coming January twenty third. So this is basically, it seems like an answer or some solution, I guess, to people that want a back paddle for their console. And for those that don't know, uh, back paddle is basically useful, useful in a lot of games, uh, I guess, mainly first person shooters, but obviously pretty much any, any game really that you'd want to use where basically in order to keep your fingers on the, on the thumbsticks, uh, traditionally you'd have to remove it. If you want to press a button, like to, let's say, uh, call of duty, you want to reload, you have to press the square button to reload. But if you want to keep your fingers on the thumbstick and, you know, still remain attentive without being, you know, hypothetically distracted and, you know, one millisecond that you do that could get killed. Uh, basically you just simply press one of the back buttons. Um, and then it would, you know, do said reloading without you having to lose your placement on an analog stick and be kind of technically vulnerable, um, to respond. So, um, it's cool. It's cool. I'm just very curious to see how it's going to play out. I mean, OLED screen and all this stuff. Um, and just the battery life, how it could drain the already short battery life on a DualShock to begin with. Uh, it's kind of a uh, just, I don't know, but um, I, it's pretty apparent that uh, this definitely points at some forward compatibility with the PlayStation 5 or, you know, at least somewhat insinuates that the PlayStation five is going to have this maybe by default, have some default back button, which would be pretty cool. Pretty cool to have it by default if so. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to have to really see it in action and see the, I guess, viability of it. But I mean, obviously for sure, you know, everybody definitely could use back paddles. I mean, I have the elite series two and, uh, you know, the elite before that, I definitely can vouch that having paddles is freaking great. Fantastic on all fronts because 
God, it is it is great. Just so convenient and so easy once you, you know, get the muscle memory down. Um keeps you in the game. Keeps you in the game, keeps you performing. More importantly, you know, being being a performer. Um so yeah, basically you can so basically it's weird in terms of the the OLED screen is on the back and then I guess presumably you flip it on its back and then you can program your buttons that way which you can map to pretty much technically all the all the buttons on the controller so if you want to um probably wouldn't use the triggers i'd assume because you already have access to that without you know losing your thumbs on the uh, analog sticks but pretty much any other button um you can assign to that so pretty cool i'm interested to see how it's gonna play out how it is in motion um but we'll see I'll at least try it. I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna try it because I do love me some back buttons. I, I can't I can't lie to you. Um, yeah. So next topic I want to talk about is uh, well I guess it's kind of somewhat debugged now, but I think there's still some merit to it. Uh, so basically, the this is I guess kind of on the the wake of the uh, game awards announcements, but uh, basically it it was this achievement or this little small update that came out uh, for PlayStation. I think PlayStation initially and then rolled out to Xbox. I think much later for the PC uh, was basically an, a minimal update for Resident Evil 2, which is basically a letter for Jill um, uh, to Jill from a letter for Jill to Kendo. Or is it a letter? I think it's a letter. Yeah. A letter from Jill to, to Kendo. So that suggests that they must meet or interact, uh, before the events or or yeah, pretty much before the events have to be before the events of Resident Evil two, considering the timeline and how Resident Evil two and three intersect basically. So, um, so that led people to think that it's going to be a lot, a huge major DLC, uh, before Resident Evil three comes out that like basically, um, explains the events of, you know, Jill and Kendo before the events of Resident Evil two or something like that. Um, and then it was a weird additional, um, DLC pack that showed. So basically from the trophy list, it shows like additional DLC. And then one was another survivor or the lone survivor. Um, but basically it's a new DLC that at least that's the name it was for. And then that new achievement was added under that. So it's, uh, it's very just interesting as to why they would add that and then not add anything else or hint at anything else. And then even on top of that, around the same time frame, they re-released um, the Resident Evil 2 demo, uh, but now it basically is without the uh, time limit. So it's basically the same demo, uh, but without the time limit. So you're not, you know, uh, after 30 minutes up, you couldn't play the demo anymore until, you know, you got the full game basically. But um, with this demo, it did add a very, um, very thought provoking uh, aspect to it, which was the, um, if you go, uh, basically at the start of the demo, if you go back outside and to the right of, uh, basically the courtyard, um, in front of the RPD, uh, you'll hear, 
uh, pretty distinctly, um, Nemesis is a, uh, you know, cry, uh, basically stars. Uh, it, it was very, you know, updated and very like more creepy and it, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to kind of, uh, decipher actually, you have to kind of focus on it, uh, to actually make it out. But it's pretty, pretty apparent that it was a nemesis, uh, nemesis stars, uh, you know, standard, uh, line or whatever. So that was pretty cool. I checked the main game to see if it was in that, but it isn't is, which is really weird. It just seemed like it'd just be a simple, cool update. They just add that just kind of add to the lore and kind of hype for resident evil three remake. So that's kind of weird. I don't know what that kind of hints at, but other than that, yeah, we didn't really hear much about that outside of the announcement. I mean, um, those, those releases, uh, details, I guess, uh, somebody was asked, uh, I think Capcom marketing or whatever were asked about it. And they said, we have more details reveal soon. And that was it. So I don't know. It just seems weird to add some so minimal, um, without anything even more substantial. And then on top of that, for the steam version of the game, it's like a huge ass substantial like size in terms of the update. And then there was some hinted, um, enemy types that were, uh, suggested that like suggest that maybe it will be like, um, at least going by past resident evils, resident evil Two remake gold edition or resident evil Two remake directors cut. At least that was kind of some of the rumors going through that, you know, all of us just were fan and fanboying out in the, in the forums and stuff. But, uh, I don't think, um, it's, it's still possible. I mean, Resident Evil three comes out in April, um, which is pretty short to be honest. So maybe not, but still maybe like what, like maybe, uh, next month or February, um, we get a cool ass, um, announcement of some cool addition and what, what, uh, maybe get, uh, some dope as, uh, the, the Akuma DLC where you can, it was, you know, highly rumored. And I guess just to add some backstory to that, like, so basically it was a uh, kind of like an urban legend that, uh, for the original resident Evil two that you can play, um, as Akuma, but it was basically an April fool's joke, but would be pretty cool to kind of actually make that, uh, into fruition where you could actually play, <laughs> play through the game as Akuma, uh, shooting fireballs at zombies and they just disintegrate or something like that. That would be so damn awesome. I think everybody wants that. I mean, myself included for sure. So, uh, that'd be, that'd be some great fan service that would just have a uh, Resident Evil 2 remake gold edition or Resident Evil 2 remake director's cut, add some, uh, you know, um, cause admittedly there are some, some, some downsides to Resident Evil 2 remake that could be improved simply actually like, uh, you know, put more emphasis on the zapping system, um, where, you know, there are more, more weight and consequences and, the uh, scenarios for Claire and Leon, uh, A and B are maybe more, very more different, um, you know, depending Cause I think that's obviously, or admittedly the, one of the downsides is that a, um, scenario a and B compared to each other are way, way too similar. It would just maybe just slight modifications that aren't significant enough to, you know, warrant like a lot of, um, I guess variability from each, each campaign, which is unfortunate, but 
not not a big issue because I mean you could just play the one scenario and be done with it technically if you want it but it would have been cool to you know add a bit more kind of uh just uniqueness to uh, each campaign campaign compared to each other which you know basically along the same lines as Resident Evil 2 where you know it was Leon's scenario A was drastically different from his scenario B and you know the same for Claire where it just was totally different um, a lot of different major plot points happen which it would have been cool to have a thing like that where I think they potentially still could if they wanted to maybe they might uh, a lot of us were speculating that it might be saved for PlayStation 5 where it might be like a Resident Evil remake ultimate edition that comes with two and three and then you know has all that or something like that which i think is going to be inevitable unless unless and depending on uh um playstation 5s and xboxes uh, ba- uh backwards compatibility and how that works um who knows i don't know in capcom they probably just re-released the game for the new platforms with you know added support for you know the capabilities of the new next-gen consoles so who knows but I thought it was uh, interesting to talk about at least to bring up because uh, I sure as hell want it I sure as hell want it and then um, kind of going back to that um, there was I guess the big reason for the leak was that um, for Xbox specifically when you unlock an achievement it'll uh, basically um, give you an option to use the wallpaper for the achievement and for the wallpaper for this particular achievement uh, it does have show a picture of Jill behind uh, presumably walking up to Kendo um, uh, but it could be fake in terms of just being mashed together where it's not actually canon but um, it's pretty cool either way I know I'm definitely going to work for it at some point but uh, yeah so uh, somewhat maybe semi debunked but who knows? There is still a jump festa, jump, jump festa, where there were supposedly two games unannounced uh, that were going to be announced by Capcom. So who knows? Um, it would be the perfect place because it wouldn't necessarily be a whole new game, but it would be like a minor update or a significant update, which I guess still would would hold would would be deserving of its own space or you know a bigger event but who knows capcom just be like fuck it and then just announce it there and then and there who knows but uh we'll see over this weekend actually i think it's going down now um or maybe a little bit later tonight technically um since it's going down in japan or whatever so and uh yeah that's pretty much what all, all i wanted to talk about news wise um Nothing significant there, but I guess we'll talk about what I've been up to gaming wise. Uh, still been sticking to that Call of Duty. Um, not as much. I know uh, the new maps came out or a new map. I think two, uh, Shipment and Vacant, which uh, that's one of my damn favorite Call of Duty maps. So you know damn well I'm gonna try that out. Um, and then uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So uh, in the wake of uh, um, rise of the Skywalker definitely was trying to, you know, uh, build the hype or, or, or stay within the hype and, uh, actually start playing, uh, fallen order. I, I started out 
started up like uh, maybe two, three weeks ago, but never got back around to playing it, which I did fix now. So I think about six, seven hours in uh, thoroughly enjoying it so far. Um, not sure how I feel about the difficulty. It's like, uh, I don't really feel like dealing with it. And now that I can modify the difficulty uh, within this game, I just I ultimately just put it in the hardest difficulty because it just I mean, the, the easiest difficulty because I just didn't I just really wanted to get 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 it for the story. And then, you know, whenever maybe I want to go through it again or, you know, who knows, the, then I'd probably maybe play on the hardest mode. But I just wanted to get the story. And even on the easiest mode, it still feels pretty challenging in and of itself anyway, which I'm fine with. So. I think that's what I want to just write it out with ultimately because and then uh, there are some technical issues that are a bit annoying. Like it seems like for some weird reason, I'm not sure if it's by choice or just technical limitations. But like if you die, it's like you you looking at like a hour, like a minute and a half loading screen um, before you load back in the game, which is just annoying on off at uh all fronts it's like even more punishment for dying and it seems to only happen specifically uh if you die it doesn't seem that and it i never necessarily noticed it significantly low longer uh doing anything else which is just the weirdest thing so yeah to avoid stuff like that i'm like you know what i just i just want to play on easy i just i'm i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a damn jedi i should feel like a badass anyway so that's at least my philosophy at least playing this i mean i think it's a base case by case basis i mean it's like it's trying to be like dark souls but it's like you can't be dark souls really because it's like dark souls is dark souls i don't know uh, but from a gameplay standpoint, it's pretty cool. I've been upgrading my abilities. You get like a lot of cool abilities, you know, using your force and your lightsaber and stuff like that. So um, overall, thoroughly enjoying it. Definitely invested in the story. Curious to see how it's going to play out. All that good stuff. So um, also been uh, been in that dojo in Tekken 7. Uh, with my boy Leroy Smith. Uh, apparently, <laughs> uh, apparently the word on the street is that he's super, super duper broken. Um, and I was, I was dying to just play him on, on, uh, online, but for some strange reason, I'm never able to get a match or, uh, something with, uh, Tekken seven in general where it's not letting me find matches. And then whenever I would find, uh, matches, it wouldn't, it will disconnect me shortly after. And it's specifically with Tekken seven. So it has to be just on their end or a recent update or what, but, uh, I was never able to find a match with, uh, in, in Tekken, um, be it player lobbies, a quick match. I like try like what, 10, 15 times and it would never maintain a connection, uh, specifically for player lobbies. I just keep hopping in the lobbies. And then every time I would try to start a match or whenever I'd even spectate and watch a match, it was maybe one match I was able to see throughout and not even then, now that I remember it just like probably after like a couple rounds, it then just gave me the same error that disconnected or the connection is, I forgot what they said specifically, but basically that, uh, uh a communication error occurred, uh, disconnecting or whatever, something like that. So a little annoying. I don't, I'm not sure if it's maybe because of the influx of people playing online now because of Leroy and gone Ryu, but, uh, nonetheless, pretty annoying overall. So 
I may try again this weekend. Try to uh, whoop some ass with Leroy Smith. Uh, outside of that, I've just been playing a treasure battle just to get his uh, his uh, uh, locked items um, in my repertoire to uh, to make them look look sweet look swick swick slick <laughs> i wanted to say slick but i was like no swick um you know hey i'm, I'm trying to make them trendy terms but um yeah uh would have liked to play him online uh kind of get a feel for how he is but apparently the word on the streets is that he's uh he's broken as hell but uh he's he's so fun to play from what i played uh, at least playing treasure battle and stuff like that so I am curious to see how he's uh well actually play online, see how uh, he does fare, um, considering kind of what I know about him and movement learning his combos and moves and stuff like that. So yeah. Um Monster Hunter World, you know, been still grinding at that. Uh dabbled in Gears of Five. They apparently had a um uh new update uh where they added basically I guess the main focus of this update is a free-for-all which they added like a like three or four dedicated free-for-all maps which is cool i think this this was previously in gears judgment but uh it it was weird i don't know it's just because you're so used to fighting locust and uh you know humans uh separately and seeing one or the other as the enemy it's kind of hard to decipher between the two and uh in 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 free-for-all or, you know, kind of just unlearn that natural, I guess, um, instinct to basically, um, not kill somebody who's looks human, which basically all the people, I think you can choose, I want to say, but still, uh, played a little bit. Haven't played like enough. I want to, to get a better, excuse me, lay of the land. So we'll see. Um, Halo Master Chief Collection. I've been playing a little bit of uh you know reach um just a match here and there and that was about it uh from that that area but overall pretty cool so um before we get into jedi order i did catch uh the episode uh latest episode of mandalorian pretty damn good um it's starting to get juicy um and then yeah so now i guess i'm not gonna fully divulge in a jedi uh I mean, um, uh, rise of the Skywalker, but I'm just going to touch on some things. Not, this is not spoilery at all. Just, just touch on some aspects I like. So overall I have to say, uh, at least for my memory currently, uh, this feels like the best star Wars movie I've seen considering the original trilogy and everything. I know it's probably a bold statement for a lot of people, but I, um, it's been a while since I've seen the other ones and admittedly I may have just been watching them in past and not actively watching them but um, at least for for this movie I just like the pacing um, and uh, just the action obviously and pretty much all of the kind of payoffs on uh, you know a lot of the story story points that uh, were um you know, risen in, in, uh, uh, force awakens. And what was the third, second title? Uh, the last Jedi. So it's, it's cool. Um, a few gripes here and here and there, but pretty minor. 
Um, overall, just I, I, I probably one of the best Star Wars movies I've seen, to be honest. So, um, maybe I have to watch it again at some point, but I'm satisfied with what I saw. Um, I think it handled everything well. It would have been some story plot points I would have liked to see maybe differently, which I think would have been more interesting, but I think, uh, I was fine ultimately at the end with, uh, you know, what they revealed there. So, um, yeah, that's it. I don't want to go too much into it since, you know, I know a lot of you guys are going to see it and whatnot, but I think in terms of just general, generally speaking, uh, personally, one of the best star Wars movies I've seen, but this is coming from not a hardcore, um, um, yeah. Cause I don't consider myself a hardcore star Wars fan. I, I do enjoy a lot of the star Wars related stuff, but I haven't seen like the TV shows, comics and stuff like that. So it's probably a lot of factors that maybe the harder, harder fans would want to decipher and divulge more than I would. But at least from what I've seen roughly at the surface, knowing a lot of the major plot points from the previous movies um, and, you know, the original trilogy and all that, um, I had a great time with it. just just everything was pretty good again just some some areas i I would like to see better or changed but um not nothing too glaring but yeah out of all the star wars movies i think this is probably the best one it feels like to me maybe i you know because it's fresh in my memory and you know the space in between the other ones but overall i think this is probably my my favorite star wars movie so fight me (laughs) but um again i'm probably not the biggest star wars fans but i do follow the movie somewhat so take that for what you will um yeah i think that's it guys that's pretty pretty good show covered a lot of stuff um yeah uh so uh just some housekeeping um have been putting that work on the podcast inside. Uh, I'd, I've been aware of an issue with Google Play specifically for podcasts where a lot of my episodes aren't showing. So I'm trying to figure that out. Basically, uh, Google said basically, well, you have this weird character, but it's like, well, if it works for other platforms, why does it work for this one? So I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. In particular, that was kind of brought to my attention. So going to figure that out. Uh, I am making progress on the YouTube front. So, uh, basically what I'm doing now is I'm uploading, uh, or editing videos just to have a picture on it, you know, just to have something for podcast for the, for the podcast episodes. I did, I did before I started going live, um, recording these. So, uh, just to have, you know, the continuity, uh, pretty much my whole backlog, um, back catalog of, a podcast episode. So if anything, uh, it is in the work. So I am working on getting that, uh, getting this show on, uh, YouTube as well, uh, of the other popular podcast platforms. So, um, but outside of that, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, if you have any questions you'd like to submit to the show, feel free to submit or send an email at my uh, email, which is aswitchtv at gmail.com. Uh, if I have enough, we'll go over um, or dedicate a question segment or start doing that. Um, 
Uh, you can check me out uh, here live on Twitch TV slash a switch every Thursday, ideally around 7 p.m. PST. But, you know, things happen. So uh, <laughs> um, what else? Uh, you can also check me out on youtube.com slash a switch where, you know, whenever I get the time and the opportunity, uh, presents itself, uh, you, Hey, you never know. You may see some legit, you know, gaming content, other content. I feel like maybe doing, uh, on that channel as well. Um, and of course, uh, if you ever be so kind and are listening or watching this podcast, feel free to provide, uh, any constructive feedback, which is created, 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 <laughs> um, uh, by, you know, uh, liking and rating on, uh, your particular, uh, popular podcast, Pat, 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 and I speak today, Pat platforms. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Uh, until next time guys, uh, happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, get that mistletoe, um, striker by the toe. Uh, any mini money mo, uh, as the as the the famous Krampus once said, uh, I'm not, I don't think he said that, but you know what? In in this continuity, uh, he did. Okay, make it so. I have spoken. <laughs> um, until next time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's safe.